To be honest, getting brain fog sometimes has really helped me appreciate how lucky I am when I do have a clear head and just how important it is to take care of your body. Amen. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest. I'm your host Amy. And I'm Grace. And I don't know what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) 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 Amy has graduated for a good week now, pretty much. Uh, I think it's been two weeks actually. Two weeks? Because I had my last test on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So it's been like actually officially two weeks now. And I have the ultimate privilege of being really lazy <laughs> because honestly, it's been a while since I've been able to spend my days doing absolutely nothing. But also, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a good thing because um, this is also a very rare opportunity to, for me to be doing more things. But I don't know, I've, I've gotten through a lot of anime and a lot of manga recently. <laughs> I just like <laughs> Do you feel more of guilt that you're not being productive, or do you feel more of like FOMO? Like, I should be being productive right now because then I'm missing um, out. See, I think the issue is I don't feel very much pressure <laughs> to <laughs> be productive. But yeah, mm-hmm. it is in the back of my mind because, like, I know that it's not good to spend my days doing nothing. And it's, like, it's not super good for my mental health either. Um, but then it's, like, being lazy is so nice sometimes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just, like, the knowledge that... I could be doing a lot more with my time and I could be living a lot more of a fulfilling life. And the fact that, like, my days are numbered, you know, uh, not, so I'm not saying I'm gonna die. Well, I am gonna die. But it's like, I'm gonna go to university soon. I'm not, like, my summer's gonna pass by pretty quickly. It's already been two weeks, man. That's, that's pretty long. That's like an entire winter break in itself. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so, gosh. Existential crisis moment. Existential crisis moment. So it's like, yeah, I should be counting down all the days and, like, living each one to the fullest if I am to live, like, my type 7 uh, Enneagram life, but mm-hmm. we're not doing that right now. Which is the personality type, for those who don't know, or just, like, a reminder um, that just want to explore everything and do everything and have a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, it's rough because I still don't feel very much pressure despite saying all of that. Just because, like, I know that... Actually, I don't even know what I know. <laughs> I'm just lazy. Do you, feel, do you feel fulfilled right now? I don't know if fulfillment's the right word. I feel like when you get in the state, your brain just mm-hmm. rots, you know? It's like you're not thinking very much. <laughs> you're just kind of on autopilot. It's just like there's a constant need for me to be holding something in my hand that's entertaining me. It's like, mm. I, I don't want to go to the washroom without my anime on hand. <laughs> so, like, it's truly head empty, no thoughts. I, I find it interesting how you describe it as kind of being on autopilot. Yeah. Do you ever feel like during the school year you're on autopilot too? Kind of? In a different way, though. It's more like you're just trying to get through the week or something. Like, you're just... I trying to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. I think when life like doesn't change, then you just start mm-hmm. living on autopilot, you know? It's like mm-hmm. um if I bring up the exam week, the exa- like the um weeks leading up to the IB exams and during the IB exams, I would say like I was kind of on autopilot because I would do the same thing every day. I'd wake up at like 
nine or something <laughs> and then mm -hmm. I would go to the library I would study until like six or so and then my parents would pick me up and I would go home and then maybe study some more and then go to sleep um mm. yeah so like that was my routine during that time and then I guess like during school it's the same too but then it is different because you're doing new things every day you're experiencing different things every day like right now mm -hmm. my routine is just like go to sleep whenever wake up whenever watch anime uh, maybe try to do some productive things, but, like, not very much. And then watch anime, go to sleep, at whatever, wake up, whatever. It's, it's like, time passes by very quickly. Do you feel like it's akin to the first few weeks of quarantine? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Are you scared that you're going to fall into a negative mindset loop again? Yeah. The thing is, like, I think I have enough self-consciousness, and I've gone through this before to know, like, where mm -hmm. it's going to go. But yeah, mm -hmm. like there are some very similar patterns right now. But also, just like I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I'm so lazy. <laughs> I don't know what mentality this is, but I think I'm like giving myself a little too much reward, like too much reward, relaxed time. Because like you know, after the IB exams, bro, I'll just like, bro, I'm gonna watch so much anime after this. I'm gonna relax. I'm not gonna do any homework. Ah. Yeah, it's been two weeks of that already. I think I think we're reaching the end of our rope right now. <laughs> Do you feel like even, because I know you're a very social person and you enjoy spending time with people. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you would rather watch anime than spend time with people and go out? Like, is it kind of just in that, we call it the brain rot era, but just in that like autopilot mode where it's uncomfortable to step out of that comfort zone that you kind of built for yourself and to actually go out and do something? Yeah, kind of. Think of it as like... Okay, in usual situations, I would usually prefer going out with friends and doing cool things or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you know when you're just feeling more introverted than usual mm -hmm. sometimes and, like, you kind of don't want to leave your house, like, you just want to chill and then take it easy? It's, like, that, that's that been me for the past two weeks. <laughs> so even though I'd usually rather go out with friends, right now it's just like, okay, but I could just stay home. That's really interesting because that mm -hmm. makes me think of, okay, so this is in my head kind of a chicken or the egg question because we've talked about mm -hmm. how in this, um, when we're in these cycles of just yeah. like brain rot yeah. and autopilot, it's easy to fall into a negative mindset. Yeah. But I, I feel exactly like right. <laughs> usually I feel, so I feel more introverted or I just feel like I want to stay home and do nothing and just chill when I'm already in a negative mindset, or if I'm feeling insecure, then I'm like, oh, I just want to stay home because I feel like people don't like me. Aww. <laughs> That's kind of sad. But yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Um, Which one do you think comes first? Or do you think it's like a loop uh, that feeds into itself? <laughs> uh, or maybe we just have different perspectives towards this. Because I feel like it's been really interesting exploring some of our differences and how... Because right. I think overall, especially through this podcast, we've developed kind of similar goals in life. Mm -hmm. Like overarching goals. Like yeah. the goal of balance and like a little bit of everything and experiencing life to the fullest those yeah. we share in common but I feel like it's super interesting exploring the nuances where we perceive things totally differently and um like I might feel one way about something and you feel a different way about something but mm -hmm. I think it kind of ties into the thing we've been discussing lately which is like mm -hmm. Grace's lack of the nobility of ability to be lazy <laughs> or like to allow herself to do nothing to like truly indulge in wasting time um whereas like <laughs> as I have proven um for these two weeks like I'm quite competent at it um but then 
grace for some reason just isn't able to, which is like a blessing on its own, but also like a curse too. (laughs) Yeah, I want to explain this side a little bit because it's not that I am never lazy or I never accomplish nothing, but it's the fact that if I'm not productive, then I feel really, really bad about it and I feel really guilty. And then I feel like I'm wasting my time and I should be being more productive. And it just like throws me into a really negative mindset of thinking that I'm not doing enough. So mm-hmm. I can totally just spend a day doing absolutely nothing, but I'll come out of it feeling absolutely terrible. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of like a lose-lose situation because then I'm just not able to enjoy this spare time unless I'm actually doing something. But yeah, I will say like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing though. Like, I, of mm. course, I do wish that you could be able to enjoy your spare time and relax. Um, mm-hmm. But also, it's just, like, um, as we were discussing, like, I'm kind of falling into the lifestyle I had when in the early stages of the pandemic, right? And then mm-hmm. eventually, like, that leads to a very bad place. Because mm-hmm. I remember, like, concluding that um, from a lack of social interaction, from a lack of physical activity... And just, like, overall brain stimulation, I, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I start just feeling a little bit depressed. Yeah. And then, Mm -hmm. honestly, like, if I continue down this route, I'm probably going to get there. You know, like, I've already gotten to the point where I've kind of run out of, like, anime shows that I'm... (laughs) I sound like such an (laughs) otaku right now. (laughs) Maybe... Do you need me to, like, drag you outdoors? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's, like, um, I've been indulging a lot to the point where, like usual indulgences like watching anime dude i need another hobby (laughs) (laughs) or like reading comics stuff like that like usually that'd be a good reward at the end of the day but now it's like i look at it and i'm kind of just like hypothetic it's like when you Mm -hmm. when you read a good book and when a good event happens like you get kind of hyped but not as hyped as you usually would kind of that's kind of a lie Mm -hmm. too though because i was i was reading a sports manga today and i got very hyped and i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes but I think yeah. it's just because I haven't fully reached that point of depression yet so oh. yeah I should probably go outside that that is the conclusion of this talk but also I don't want to <laughs> yeah I can relate because when you're feeling okay <laughs> this might be a little bit different this might be like the grace version of what Amy's talking about but mm. sometimes when I'm feeling really stressed about something or if I'm feeling really guilty for not being productive that guilt or stress will be so all-consuming that I can't actually bring myself to do anything. And I'm like, I know I should, and I know it's good for me, and I know I'll feel better once I start, but, like, I just can't do it. Yeah. I have been really trying to get out of that mindset, though, of, like, always being productive, which is funny because now I'm in a spot where my internal coding... (laughs) is telling me that I need to be productive but then also my brain is kind of resisting it because I'm like balance I need to balance my life and I need to yeah like I can't be so hyper focused on grades specifically Mm -hmm. um because that's not what makes me happy and that doesn't bring me the same type of fulfillment or does it or does it does it because I would want to say especially as a people pleaser um my morals And part of the reason why I don't want to hyper-focus on grades is because of the mindsets of the people that I look up to. Like, my dad and some of my teachers 
who are always mm-hmm. really prioritizing learning over everything else and saying like, oh, it doesn't matter what percentage you get. And I mean, I know that I'm probably happier not really caring about percentages because I know that if I let myself care about percentages, the perfectionist in me will obsess over it. And I yeah. feel like that will just not be good for me. But I think that a lot of my values comes from, and we've touched on this before, where a lot of my values comes from people who I look up to. Mm-hmm. And um, the mindset that I kind of look up to the most, which is shared by my dad and some of my teachers, um, is that mindset of like kind of work hard, play hard, balance in life, um, love for learning, autonomy, and like finding passion and joy in the little things and inspiring people, building a sense of community. Um, Yeah, that sounds pretty solid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to like look at the different people we've looked up to in our lives and kind of analyze their perspectives on lives and how that's affected Mm -hmm. ours. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. I remember I was talking to one of my friends recently and then like we had two pretty different opinions on like our mutual friends kind of Mm -hmm. um and then in my case like I admire my friends a lot and then I I don't know especially during the pandemic if you go listen to like our I love friends episode I think it's our second one (laughs) PSA we love our friends I was like low-key worshiping my friends I was just like oh my god how am I so lucky to be friends with all of these amazing people and then I still hold that pretty true today like I do look up to my friends a lot but um it's interesting to see how like the people I admire may not necessarily be the people that like another person admires because they might just not like have similar life values mm-hmm. which kind of led me down to a hole I was just like does this person look down on others for not having the same life values as them? (laughs) And then is that kind of what it's like to, I don't know, like once you have very strong, sturdy life values, then it's bound to like put you in some situations where you're surrounded by people who don't share those same values, right? So Mm -hmm. yeah, a while ago, I was thinking about like my future university friend life, you know, and I was kind of worried because I was like, oh, what if I'm happen? What if I'm placed on a floor with a lot of people who have very different mentalities from me? Like, what if they're all the type of people who are like hyper focused on grades or a bunch of like clout chasers, stuff like that? Like, this is probably not going to happen because like people are Mm -hmm. usually pretty cool. Um, Yeah. yeah, Like, what if that happens? Am I just going to like change myself to fit in with them? Or, like, would I just stay true to my values but then feel isolated? Yeah. No, that's actually a really good topic to explore because Amy asked me this earlier and she was like, I don't know, like, how would you approach the situation? Mm -hmm. And I thought back to when I was surrounded by some people who were, like, very, very focused on grades and they were talking about grades. And (laughs) in that moment, I was just, like, internally stressed And I have this thing where I don't know if it's like necessarily a trigger, but or if it's like people pleasing, but when other people um, care a lot about grades, it will kind of like push me to start valuing that more and to start thinking, oh, I'm like, if I don't flaunt my grades, that's 
that probably means that I'm not enough and people think that I'm not good enough. But then also at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to be the person who flaunts my grades. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not the kind of person that I want to be. And then it stresses me out in that sense. And also it made me realize, because I was talking to Amy about this earlier too, but it made me realize that, you know how there's this stereotype Um, this is usually like romantically based, but I'm going to take it platonically because that's how it relates to me. But the idea of these two people are like absolutely amazing, but they just are not good for each other. And I think that that is me with people who hyper focus on grades at the moment. Maybe this will change in the future, but, um, I feel like being around people who hyper focus on grades just bring, brings out, um, not necessarily the worst in me, that's being a bit dramatic, Mm -hmm. but it brings out, um, like a part of myself that I am not too proud of or a part of myself that I don't necessarily want to be. And I am also, cause I had the same fear of like, oh, well, will I just conform? Like maybe because if I went into, um, the program that Amy is in, or Amy wasn't, because now she's technically done. Um, (laughs) I feel like I would have cared a lot more about grades, and I would have cared a lot more about my percentage. And maybe it wouldn't have been that bad, but also from my personal experiences thus far, I, like, I feel like that would make me more miserable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I would be very obsessive, perfectionist. Yeah. The thing you were talking about earlier... Um, with the the platonic um, but like hypothetical situation mm-hmm. where we're saying um, two people who are really amazing but just like don't work together, is mm-hmm. that just like adulthood? No adult friendships, because I feel like those cases only start to arise when you guys are old enough to have your own values. You know, like when you're kids, mm-hmm. I feel like you always just go based on the vibes the whole time. Well, not necessarily too, because like I keep on referring to middle school, but they're like a a very specific group of kids with like very similar ambitions on like what Mm -hmm. they want their status to be like in middle school, and then they tend to Mm -hmm. flock together. So like I guess you can call that a value too, right? I guess so. Yeah, I think also even if we're going by what you were saying about vibes, I think vibes can clash, Um, Mm -hmm. especially. As a child who showed a much stronger personality, (laughs) I feel like personalities can still clash. But I agree with what you were saying earlier, too, though, about how once we're older and we develop our values. Because in the past, I wouldn't have had the life experience to recognize that if I'm surrounded by people who care a lot about percentages, it will make me kind of obsess over it and Mm -hmm. feel unhappy. Mm -hmm. And... Like, you don't realize that until you have personal experiences around that topic, and then you learn more about yourself, and you're like, okay, this doesn't work for me, or things like that. And then I think that's when you realize that you and, like, a group of friends or you and um, a friend don't really work as well together. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think you're right in saying that there can be, like, a really amazing person, like, a person whose personality you do like. And, like, mm-hmm. for example, you guys might share a lot of, like, similar jokes and humor and stuff like that. But then mm-hmm. your, like, life ambitions just aren't the same. But, like, in that case, I feel like you could still be friends, but just, like, maybe not close friends. 
I think in that case, you can totally still be friends. I think Mm -hmm. it's, like, in certain situations where someone is, like, super amazing, but they just have something that, like, triggers you a little bit. Sorry for the trigger word. Um, Triggers I don't know if triggers the best. Yeah, I don't know if triggers the best way to describe it because it's not necessarily trigger, but it's like something like just a part of their personality brings out someone. Because okay, it was that realization where I was like, when I am around this trait, um, I am not being the person I want to be. You know how with certain people, you like when you're around certain people you realize that you like the version of you that you mm. are when you're around them. Like, you know that one song by Love yeah. that goes, I like me better when I'm with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where you like the version of yourself that you are when you're with a certain person or with a certain group of people. Yeah. You know, I think I think that it might just be, like, a sign that you have your own values now that you've, like, grown up. Because I feel Maybe. like me in the past, yeah, I was much more fluid and I was much more okay with, like, kind of conforming to whatever my friends were like. But now that mm-hmm. I have grown and kind of developed <laughs> my own set of values, I think that, like, the situation where I encounter people who I don't necessarily want to be close friends with has been happening a lot more recently. Where, mm-hmm. like, sometimes um, this person might just, like, rub me the wrong way, you know? So I think that's mm-hmm. a result of me just, like, growing up and growing into my own person, though. Yeah, I think so, too. So maybe a sign of you growing up is just a sign of how many people you dislike. Well, (laughs) (laughs) see, okay, you know how in a previous episode we were talking about the purity of children? Yeah. Or kind of, like, talking about um, whether or not that's true? I think that maybe that is partially connected to okay so just now you're saying that when you grow into your own person and you grow into your own values then you realize which people you don't mesh well with mm-hmm. and like <laughs> you may start to judge more people I feel like kids don't necessarily have that yeah but like what do you think determines whether kids get along or not I think that it is <laughs> okay it's funny because when you're a kid usually there's like I don't know, I think maybe you can relate to this, Amy, but usually Mm -hmm. there's, like, more of a, one person who's more of a leader and one person who's more of a follower. Yeah. And it's funny, because when Amy and I first met, one of the things that we loved about our friendship was, like, I feel like we're both, both roles. Like, I feel like we're both leaders and both followers, and I feel like our friendship is equal and balanced in that way. Yeah. But especially as a young kid, I feel like most of my relationships and friendships had that dynamic where one person was more outspoken yeah I totally and the other person just went along with it and I wonder why (laughs) that's kind of funny (laughs) that is maybe we're all just guinea pigs when we're young maybe that's just like the natural way of things maybe there's always a hierarchy (laughs) no Hmm. I mean okay but that's been happening like a lot less recently partially because we have larger friend groups I think but I even one-on-one like I feel like it's usually pretty equal I don't see much of a hierarchy I feel like it might be because, like, as we grow up, we've built the consideration to not just um, boss people around all the time, if that oh, makes sense. Oh, so it's like a battle. Like, have have your wills followed or don't, or give up <laughs> on what you want, you know? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe kids Possibly. are just, like, not nice. I, um, 
stand by what I said before, where <laughs> kids are just blunt and they're not conscious of what they're doing. Yeah, I think they, like you said, they just don't have a lot of consideration for others. And then they yeah. just follow their impulses blindly. Exactly. Whereas, like, adults were always overthinking and thinking yeah. about um, other people as well. Okay, because this is the thing that I'm thinking about. Um, you become more considerate, so you kind of put up a front yeah. of, like, being nice to people, even when sometimes, like, adults don't like someone. Mm-hmm. But kids, they are just blunt. Like, they act on, like what you were saying, they yeah. act on all their impulses. If they don't like someone, then they will not like someone. I... Like, they won't even try to be nice. Yeah. Adults just secretly hate everyone. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> I guess, like... I still respect my friends a lot, but I do think, like, I kind of worship them less than I did before. Sorry, guys. <laughs> because, I don't know, maybe I had an inferiority complex or something like that. But also, I think it's just the fact that I've, like, developed my own set of values. But I I am, like, noticing more differences between, like, me and my friends sometimes. Like, sometimes we're having a conversation and they say something and I'm just like, hmm, I kind of disagree with that, but okay. <laughs> and, like, I feel like while... Um, in the past, like, if I heard that, then I would kind of just, like, brush it off and leave it or accept it as fact. But, like, now it kind of rubs me the wrong way sometimes. Mm. I have a similar experience, but, like, slightly different. This is another example of Amy and I. Similar, but, like, different. And I feel like it's really interesting. But um, as someone who kind of, like, idealizes the world sometimes and idealizes people, I... It's, like, a process of growing disillusioned with someone, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what Amy was saying. Um, I don't know if worship is the right word, but when you look up to someone so much that um, they become, like, bigger than life almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, where it's not even necessarily them that you're looking up to. It's, like, mostly them, but then it's also partially just like fantasy that you're looking up towards and it's that process of like just kind of realizing you're human too and like it's okay because we all make mistakes and you're not perfect but that doesn't mean that I can't look up to you and that doesn't like diminish anything from you in any way or like your worth or like I don't know how amazing of a person you are yeah and I recently have been feeling that sometimes, okay, sometimes I'm like, I feel like people are going to grow disillusioned with me too, because sometimes I feel like Greece is not necessarily a brand, but sometimes it feels like it's like more than, like people have higher expectations of me or like think, they've idealized me basically, and Mm -hmm. I am not that perfect. And okay, this is a really strange thought, but sometimes I feel like I'm overrated. If that makes sense. Because there are people who I'm like, oh my gosh, you're, like, I feel like people don't recognize you enough for your, like, achievements or, like, for how kind of a person you are or for just certain aspects of your life. And (laughs) do you ever feel that way? Like, that someone is underrated. You're like, why are more people, you know, acknowledging you for how amazing (laughs) of a person you are? Is it weird to say that I feel that for myself sometimes? (laughs) Narcissist woman? (laughs) (laughs) No! kind of well yeah like regarding other people too yes I think so Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. good to know it's not just a me thing why do you think you're overrated grace I think you're perfectly rated or even underrated. I feel like no it's it's because I feel like 
the idea of who I am isn't necessarily true with who I am and I think a lot of that stems from me just not talking about struggles like personal struggles enough because I don't want to burden other people so then I think I kind of come off as I don't I'm not struggling with anything see like we talked about this in our um idea of a perfect person episode we did yeah yes and then it's like the feeling where you kind of build yourself into a perfect character and hide your weaknesses. So you come off as almost mm-hmm. a book character in a way that like people can, mm-hmm. can worship you. <laughs> um, but then that does create the feeling of detachment. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it stems from like feeling like you're not able to live up to the expectations of you. But then also, I don't know where those expectations are coming from because I might just from yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it puts a lot of pressure on you. And then it's, like, good in a sense. I feel like this is everything about you. It's just, like, you kind of put a lot of pressure on yourself. And then it pushes you to do better and greater things. But also, it just puts too much pressure on you and you feel stressed out. So, mm-hmm. it's, like, earlier we were talking about this with the, the productivity thing, too. Where, like, you just mm-hmm. put pressure on yourself, which is unnecessary sometimes. But then it's, like, good in a sense because you get to do more with your time. But also bad because it stresses you out. That's true. Yeah. And I've been trying to move towards a more healthy, balanced lifestyle and stressing about things less. But um, it's interesting because the program that I was in in grade 9 and 10, um, like even though I really valued balance at the time, I was also a lot more determined to get things done and to like go into that mode where you're just like, okay, I'm just going to abandon all other areas of my life and just focus on this one thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, and it's, okay, this has also been a bit of a struggle in grade 11, moving out of the program I was in before, because because I no longer want to um, be that version of myself. And I no longer really perceive myself as someone who would drop everything to just go um, focus on one aspect of life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes... I'm, like, scared that I'm deproving almost because I'm, like, I'm not as productive as I used to be. But it's just because I'm not putting 100% of my energy into one area anymore. Not. I think you're, you're like, your motivations have to shift it a little bit. Yeah. And it's, like, the thought of it gets... Okay, not necessarily it gets worse before it gets better, but it's kind of, like, you're not actually doing worse you're not actually like losing talent you're not actually resting Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um although grade 11 has been a year rampant with brain fog i must say yeah i don't know if this is normal (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know like do you brain fog is scary yeah do you feel like you're not pushing yourself enough, which is why you're getting brain fog. Oh, no. I think brain fog just happens on its own. I think brain fog is a health problem. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. That's slightly more okay, concerning. Okay. No. Because the thing about brain fog is that I, like, don't see things or I totally misunderstand things or I just totally, like, my mind goes blank. I Like... does this make sense like for um I don't know either tests or assignments or like something that's on paper sometimes I'll just like totally misread a question or like totally 
skip a question but not see that it was there or something like that. Yeah, no, no, And I, I know that if I was in a good, like, if I was in a refreshed mindset where I was thinking clearly, I would be able to, like, do everything really easily, except everything is... This actually... Okay, part of the reason why I was so stressed at work initially was because of brain fog. I had so much brain fog. I constantly felt like I was just, like, in a daze and I was just constantly confused and mm. I think this was a healthy. I'm not sure. Hey, are but, you? Well, you're getting enough sleep, right? Yeah. No, it's mm. brain fog is much better now. Brain fog was worst when I first started my job, and like my dad did acupuncture on me, and my head just cleared wow. the next day. And my um, like the head waitress I was working with was like, "Oh my gosh, you've improved so much today." But it was literally just because I could actually think clearly mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time, and I think. That was a lot of um, when I was like, oh, no, I'm like deproving. I'm resting. I hit my peak early and I didn't appreciate it. And I think a lot of that was because of brain fog. And I was scared that brain fog was my life now, except it isn't. I still get brain fog sometimes, but like mild brain fog, like enough where I can just brush it off as um, just something that happens sometimes. That's kind of terrifying, though, just like imagining that your brain gives up on you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think that was, like, partially, yeah, you know what? Last summer was a time, because I had brain fog, and then I had the, like, randomly bursting into tears and crying and feeling sad all the time. Yeah. I think those, like, kind of played into each other, and it was a bad negative loop. Uh-huh. But. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. No, I'm doing much, much better now. I'm very glad to hear just that. Just to put that out there. I think it's just, like taking care of myself mm-hmm. and um for instance getting enough sleep and today's brain fog i know is because i didn't get enough sleep no okay you should go get <laughs> enough sleep should we wrap it up yeah maybe so this might not be the most suitable occasion since i've been talking about how i need to wean myself off <laughs> of my anime and manga addiction but mm-hmm. for this week's recommendation of the week um i'd like to recommend haikyuu um it's very popular already and i think a lot of people have probably watched it but honestly it's like so hype and so good and then even like amy in apathetic mode is able to get super hyped over uh, this manga slash anime <laughs> so you should go ahead and check it out i was like a pure anime watcher before this but then i started reading manga and then i finished taking manga today and it was so good so you should go check it out if you, have you guys heard it me. from here first yeah <laughs> amy recommends all right and if you do check it out let us know what you think you can find us on instagram at to be honest pod and if you just have any feedback for this episode in general you can reach us there we'd love to hear from you that's right and as always thank you so much for your support if you want to head on over to apple Podcasts or spotify feel free to leave a reading it would be much appreciated and with that we'll, we'll see, see you next, next week week.